previously on Diceology. You guys hurtle out of the jump gate, and Aira takes the controls again. She starts guiding the ship down, because she has the coordinates for Hallowsburg, and she's like rubbing her temples and looks a little unwell. <laughs> Drinking Song leans in. You're, you guys are interesting, right? And he's the bartender, so <laughs> yeah. this is his right to do. So he's just like, so, um, where are you from? We don't, we don't get a lot of travelers, so. And y'all don't look like uh, the treasure hunting types. I'm trying, think... to, I'm trying to peg you, but I can't, I can't quite do it. Yeah, we just, uh, we, we actually came here to visit a friend. Actually, yeah, have you, have you heard of a man named Rosewood? Rosewood, Rosewood. Uh, grumpy fellow, black hair, scruffy. <laughs> That's him. Another faith type, actually. He had his helmet. Did he? <sighs> I, I don't mean to be, well, I'm probably the last person who saw him. Or talk to him, at least. Uh, yeah. Miss, he's... He's probably dead. You're closer now. You, like, can trace the source. It's coming from the forest. And as you're there, you watch the membrane get torn apart. And then Aira screams in the real world. Yikes. And she's just kind of clawing at her her own like like her temples, and she's tracking attracting a lot of attention, until she like makes eye contact with you, and she says I'm sorry, and then just shuts down. Yikes. Well, you can't go into the woods, Aira. Like, there's something out there that's going to shut you down. Like, you can't even go near it. So you can't come looking for me. I'd find a way. I, I don't want you to, because, I mean, if something happens to me, like, what about Solomon? You got her. <laughs> you got the argument that, that oh, good job. <laughs> That's you right. Can see her, you can see her cave at that. It's not just us anymore. You come back. I will. I don't want to do this alone. I'll be back, okay? See you soon. See you soon. Um, but before I leave, I want to manipulate the dream again. I want to try to rebuild that wall. It's not going to do anything, unfortunately. Because okay. it's not the dream. Like, you can try, and okay. you feel that this isn't a dream that's happening. Okay. Can I use another hold to soothe the person in pain? Absolutely. Okay. I think you can make the like the glitching at least appear not. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. And that I think that alone helps. Okay. Sounds good. You still have one hold in your pocket if you want it, but you're you're back in the physical world. Solomon's looking at you. She all right. She's gonna she's gonna be okay. Um I'm gonna take both of you back to the ship and then I'm gonna go get Rosewood and then we're gonna leave, okay? Okay. And okay. I, I need you I need you to protect her, okay? Promise. Thank you. Um Are you gonna be okay by yourself? Yeah, I'll be I'll be just fine. Okay. 
And he, like, hugs you really tight. <laughs> she hugs him super tightly, too. And I think, I mean, uh, yeah, they're going to go back to the ship. Um, so as you leave the, the room, like, as you open the door, uh, one of the, you, you open it, and there's, like, someone who's, like, right about to knock. Like, they were, like, a second away from knocking. Mm. Uh, so you get that, that shot of them, like, leaning just a little bit in. Yeah. Uh, and it's a woman in her 40s. She is one of those people who is beautiful in every sense. Mm. Like, the way she moves is elegant. The, like, like she's aging super gracefully. Like, like she definitely has a lot of gray in her hair, but she's not dyeing it because it looks great. And she, so she, she, and she's, like, impeccably dressed. And she, like, steps back. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, Are you all well? Is there anything I can do? Sorry. Uh, my name is Sonata and Scarlet. Uh, you can just call me uh, Scarlet or Councilwoman Scarlet. Um, is everything all right? Um, yeah, yeah. My name is Juniper. This is Solomon. Um, and this is my partner, Arep. Uh Yeah, every, everything's fine. We just Juniper, we need to get her Juniper, back. Juniper, Juniper Blackbird? Um, yes. Interesting. I'm sorry, can I help you? We're, I don't mean to be rude, but but we're kind of in a hurry. (laughs) You're banished, yes? Sorry, that might be a sore subject. Yeah, but... I, it's, it's a hobby. I, I, I'm just a little, new emperor nobility, it's, so glamorous. Uh, That's not my life. <laughs> perhaps not anymore. I, I am, I'm very sorry. No, uh, no, no. It's okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm a little stressed. I, I can imagine your partner being ill. Seriously, what, what, what can we do to help you? I just need to get her back to my ship. Oh, um, and I can have some aides help you do that. Okay, uh, thank you. Is, is your business on, on Rennick already concluded? No. It's not, but um, she, she needs to rest and uh, she needs to be on our ship. Um, Somewhere comfortable. I understand. Familiar. Yes, yes. Well, why don't we send them away and like Solomon like looks at you like, are we going to go with these like government people? <laughs> Um, I, I would really, I would like to go with them back to the ship. Absolutely. I'll, I'll accompany you and, um, maybe I can help you with your, your business here so you can, uh, depart faster or be with her quicker. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, so I think Juniper's really trying to rush this along. (laughs) Like if they get there, she's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, so the aides and Solomon are carrying Aira, mm-hmm. and they're like they're straining because she's an android. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your partner must be very strong. Oh, she is. <laughs> so, what is your business here? What can I assist you with? And this is happening while you guys are like walking on the on the path, and mm-hmm. all of them have like this glowy clothing, and there's like mm-hmm. these beautiful lanterns as you guys are heading back to the ship. I have to go. 
try to find a friend. Um, he's in the forest. Her face falls. I know. I know. I, I know what might have happened to him, but it's important. What's his name? Father Rosewood. She stops. And she, like, gently grabs your sleeve to have you stop with her. What's wrong? Do you have more information? Can I trust you? And she, as this is happening, like, her people are getting further and further away, so you guys are, like, quickly becoming alone. Yes. We have who he's looking for. Or who he was looking for. Maljaw. He paid the town so much money. Where is he? Hiding in the cellar. <sighs> so... Corrupt money is the reason that my friend might be dead. I... Juniper's just gonna turn and start walking away, like walking towards Solomon. The woman kind of hangs her head. I just... It's so hard to know what's right. Juniper's just gonna keep walking. She is pissed. Will you take him? Yeah, that she like stops and turns around and she's like, take Maljaw? Yes, your friend, he said, were he to face justice, his town would stand to gain quite a lot of what they lost. Yes, we'll be taking care of Maljaw. I'll make sure he doesn't get away and hope for your return. Okay. Thank you. My deepest apologies. <sighs> yeah, she's just gonna, she's just gonna walk back. She, she's not really one for, um, putting money above human lives. <laughs> she's not about that. No matter how forgiving she is. By the time you get to the ship, Aira's uh, already been, like, tucked in, and Solomon is sitting with her. Okay. And I'm imagining, I'm imagining Juniper getting all of those, like, government officials off the ship as, like, just, like... Yeah. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. You know, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think Aira's turned back on. She's not conscious, but she's on, which is a nice sign. Yeah. And Juniper's not going to wake her up because they already kind of said her goodbyes and mm -hmm. she figures she needs rest. And so I think she just kisses Aver's forehead and then turns to Solomon and grabs his hands. She's like, I'll be back soon. Okay. Um, yeah. Scarlet, she, she has who Rosewood was looking for, so... That part's out of the way. So hopefully we'll be able to get out of here quicker. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna lock the ship. Lock it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's... <laughs> that's good, and... Listen, you're... Yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you you're safe, because... We have something that a lot of powerful people want. So don't... Don't trust anyone... Okay? Okay. And, um... Put the, put the teleport device somewhere safe? Well, it's inside the mech, so... Is that safe? 
Um, safe enough, probably. Am I allowed to use the mech? Absolutely not. not sa- no? Not? Okay. <laughs> that is very dangerous. But in the event of an emergency, am I allowed to use the mech? In the event of an emergency, you should probably use the escape pods. But we're already on the ground. Don't use the mech, okay? Just don't use the mech. <laughs> okay. Um, and then she's like, okay, I have to go now. I want, I want to get off of this planet as soon as possible. Um, but I love you, Solomon. Oh, you too. And he's like blushing and like <laughs> looking away. Like... <laughs> okay, stay safe. I'll be back soon. She's just gonna go. How's Juniper feeling? As she's like approaching the woods. Oh, just he... so scared. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> just so scared. Cause she, I mean, like she wasn't, I mean, she wasn't really showing it to Aira or Solomon for their sake, but... I mean, she hasn't, like, been alone in a while. Right. Like, a long time. And she she has read all about these woods, so. And she's afraid she's going to find her friend's body in them, so. It's not, it's not a great situation. <laughs> no, it's really not. So you have, you have exploring gear, you have, do you have the old gun that mm-hmm. Rosewood gave you? Yep. Okay, all right. So you leave Hallowsburg and all those twinkling lights in the distance. And you cross through the line of trees. Man, is this a roll of some kind? Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, you're trekking, you know? Like, that's, that is definitely something that's happening. Mm hmm. This has got to be a curiosity roll. Okay, alright. Alright. Rolling 2d6 plus 1. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am going to reduce your harm back to 0, too. Okay, thanks. <laughs> okay, well, How'd I got a 10. Go? You got a 10. Yeah, That's I'm okay. Good. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. So you travel for two hours under these trees. The trees here are dark. Like, the leaves are dark, the bark is dark. Because there's so little light that it, the, the green, the, the chlorophyll, needs to be really dark to absorb as many uh, types of light as possible. So once you're under the trees, it's like night. Um, mm. How are you lighting your way? I mean, if I have survival gear, I probably have, like, a flashlight, right? Yeah, probably. On top of that, the plant life seems to be like, it grows in knots together, always upward. Uh, like it's like trying to fight its way to the, to the top where there's the most light, like it's, like it's choking itself out, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, for every mm-hmm. living tree you see, you see one covered in all these vines that are just suffocating it, you know. The rivers and streams you come across, they run slow and really quiet. And there's not a lot of sounds of wildlife either. Near the end of these two hours, you you start to hear this like 
banging noise. Like the sound of like a trash can hitting a tree. At like regular intervals. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to like discreetly walk towards it. See what I can see. You walk like another hundred meters or so. And you see there's this like little bot. Like just a little, you know, service bot. Do you have some of these on the ship? On the Chimera? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's just malfunctioning. Like it just is like running back and slamming itself into a tree over and over again. And it must have been doing, it must have been doing this for hours, days, who knows? Cause there's just this, it's not running into it very hard, but there is like a severe dent in the front of this machine. Yikes. Um, it doesn't register your presence. Okay. I'm going to take a closer look at it and see if I can like turn it off. Yeah. Or, like, see if there's anything else unusual about it. There doesn't seem to be, but there is just like, you know where the off switch is. Okay. And when you turn it off, it just kind of collapses like a normal bot. Mm. And that's when you hear the footsteps. Hurried footsteps. Just stumbling, running. Then someone crashes out through a thicket behind you. And you whirl around to see a man in like half a ripped jean jacket and in his left hand he's holding like an electric stun baton and his arm his right arm is missing and there's like sparking uh this the like the place where a cybernetic arm should be and there are uh, wires dangling from his right eye socket as well yikes and he whirls around and points the baton at you who the fuck are you? Who are you? I'm um, Juniper. No. What's wrong? No. You're dead. I know you're dead. I saw it. You're not. You can't be here. And he's just like stumbling towards you, like weapon raised. Whoa, whoa. Who are you? Uh, you can't. You're not gonna make me feel bad about that. And he's like a foot away from you, maybe. Like he's getting up in your business. Okay. Um, he's hallucinating. It's very apparent. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. Tell me what you see. I didn't kill you. I didn't kill you. You. You're the one who stepped out. Fuck you. You're right. You didn't kill me. Yeah. You know what? You're not. This isn't real. This is just the, it's just the fucking forest again. That's, that's what this is. I just gotta, I don't know what you really are, but I'm just, I, you know what? He's going to try and clock you in the face with his baton. Okay. I just, I think probably make a nimble roll to dodge it. If you'd like. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to try. I'm not going to try to fight back just yet. I'm just going to try to dodge it. Mm-hmm. So roll plus zero. <laughs> Yikes. That's a five. <laughs> All right. Take, we're going to start by taking a single harm. Yeah. Um, 
as he cracks you across the face, there's this like electrical buzz throughout your entire body and you're sent sprawling into the dirt. And he's like, yeah, yeah. See, you would have kicked my ass. You're not real. You're not real at all. And he's like raising the baton and like turning up like the electrical um, current to a lethal amount. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going dream blood roll here. I Time can do things magic. with minds. This is true. <laughs> that you I, I am not graceful, but dang it, I so, can hack into your mind. <laughs> what does this look like? Does this look like like Juniper like turning to him and like putting her hand out, like she's like really focused on this person? Yeah, yeah, she's staring him like dead in the eyes. Um, gotcha. So you're acting, or with what's malice? left of the eyes? <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I'm acting with Sooth, because I'm, he's clearly had a bad experience, and he is hallucinating, and I'm feeling it's, he's being affected by the forest, and that, mm-hmm. I'm not really trying to fight, I'm trying to, like, calm him down and get him back sure. to normal. Alright, roll plus two. That's still a six. Is it still a six? Yeah. All right, how is this going to work? It's because I hey, don't you have still my get rainbow hold. dice. <laughs> you still get one hold. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, do I do that first, or do you do a thing first? Let's do that first. Okay. Um, I want to sedate a person. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he drops to the ground. Like, just drops to the ground. Does, be, does using dream blood magic make you tired? Like, does it wear on you after a while? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, because it's, it's a learned practice, and it's not easy entering other people's minds and feeling all of that and maintaining that. And I've been doing it a lot lately, so... Mm-hmm. The power recoils on you. You ah, sedate yourself as well. Shit. How long do you think you're out? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not sure because, like, I think I definitely, I mean, I was concentrating really hard and I was intending, like, a pretty powerful sedation for this person. But at the right, same time, right. I am super tired, so it probably didn't work quite as powerfully as I wanted, so. But you're also tired already. Yeah. It's, so. I, I don't know what that means. Um, maybe, like hour or two that sounds right hmm yeah so what is you waking up like like is it like start like do you like gently wake up or do you wake up and like a freak out because you realize what happened like the moment you feel any consciousness come back to you yeah it's gonna be a freak out (laughs) yeah so you immediately notice that guy gone That robot, gone. You're not even 100% sure you're in the same spot. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, like, scramble to my feet and just try to gain, like, regain my senses. Um, try to get some idea of, like, I mean, like, if, if I was in the same spot, like, they're probably, like, the tree would be a little bit damaged from where the robot was hitting it. 
Yeah, there's still that, so you're probably in the same space. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm gonna assume that I am, because I don't have any reason, besides it's a creepy-ass forest to believe otherwise. Yeah. So um, you soldier on? Yup. <laughs> How's Juniper feeling now? Uh, she's probably really shaky, um, mm-hmm. and pretty paranoid. Yeah. I think you sh- you walk for another half hour. You also can't tell for the life of you what time of day it is because Mm -hmm. that's how light works on this planet. Mm -hmm. Um, When you notice um, there's a piece of thick cloth, like a strip torn off of something else tied to a branch. The cloth is vaguely familiar. You know, it's not like Rosewood wore a a big red coat or something. It's not like that, Mm -hmm. but it's... It looks vaguely like Seeker gear, because the Seekers, they wear that armor and that heavy, like, cloaks and robes with it. Okay, and it's it tied, right? Like it's not like, oh, it got stuck it's in a tree. It's not ripped, no. Okay. No, this this looks like someone trying to leave a trail. Okay. Do you want to um, do any investigating? I'll take a closer look at the cloth and then see if I can find another one. Yeah, why don't you roll plus educated? Okay. Eleven. So you notice as you're like kind of just like looking around that half buried in the dirt underneath where this branch has been marked, there's tobacco along with some heavy footprints here and there. Like the last time it rained, someone must have been walking and left really deep footprints that have dried since. And you follow them off to the next the next strip of cloth. Like the footprints lead another like, takes another like 20 minutes before you find the next marker, but it's there. Okay, is there anything unusual or noticeable around this piece of cloth or is it just kind of another piece of cloth? It's another piece of cloth, same type. Okay. Well, I'm gonna keep trying to follow these until I can't anymore. Okay. Um, let's make another curious roll. Okay. Eleven. Cool. So you you keep on this trail, and you're quickly noticing a pattern. There's a set distance between each one, and they always are in a like very angular distance from each other, like in a straight line. Like if you were to look at like a top-down view of it, if you could somehow, they would be like li- you could make like a constellation out of these with like straight lines connecting each one. So that even once you start losing that trail of um, footprints, uh, you can still predict roughly where the next one's going to be. And eventually, you reach a really large tree, like one that seems just to have survived better than the others. Mm-hmm. And there's signs that someone rested here. Uh, and in the hollow of the tree where someone could rest to like stay out of like the weather, you find... Rosewood's torn up old holy book. The one that he brought with him to fight the Mustang. Okay. Um, I'm gonna put that book in my bag. Mm Mm-hmm. Not for any reason in particular, but just 
to have something of his, and also I feel weird leaving it. <laughs> you know? Right. Right, right, right. Is there anything else in it, or...? There's nothing in it, but as you start to leave, you do start hearing scuttling noises. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going to try to leave quickly. <laughs> Fair enough. As you go, um, I don't know, it sounds weird, but you start, you can swear you hear, like, the gentle sound of radio static, like, all the time. Hmm. How much longer do you go? Like, how long does Juniper, like, go before she stops again? Like, just, like, for rest, you mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd probably say another couple hours. Like, she's... I don't know. She, she's not trying to rest much here. Like... Right. I, th- I think, and I think she's just got, like, that adrenaline slash anxiety that's just, like, been pushing her forward, but... There is a limit. Maybe she... Yeah, yeah, there is a limit, and she just, she's gonna stop for a breather and probably water. Yeah. What's the place that you stop like? Um, I mean, I, I'd imagine it's... It's probably the most non-threatening place, at least, that she could find, like... It's probably less dense, a little bit more open. Maybe there's water nearby. So does she, like, sit down, rest? What does rest mean, like, I guess is the question I have. Like, is it, like, do you have to sleep? Is that the point we're at? Or is it more like, no, I need to just sit down for an hour? I don't even think it would be that long. Like, her body's tired, and she is tired. But, I mean, she's probably pushing herself, like... Mm-hmm. to her limit or a little bit far past it because she's not chill with, she's definitely not chill sleeping here <laughs> and yeah. um, even like sitting down makes her nervous so, like maybe she like sits down on a log a little bit but then I don't know it's, yeah. yeah. do you go through your gear at all? yeah what gear do I have? let's see mm-hmm. what does survival gear entail? <laughs> um Probably, that's that's probably where that light came from. Probably, like, some rope and that sort of thing. Some food, water, that sort of, that's that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if there's anything to eat in there, she'd probably take a snack. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know what else is in your bag? Yes. <laughs> Drawings. Paintings. Of you. Oh, yeah, I couldn't remember if those, I was saying about that, I couldn't remember if those were just in the dream or in real life. <laughs> They were just in the dream. Oh. That's unsettling. Um. Okay. Yeah, she's just gonna, like, really closely examine those. See if there's anything weird about them. Besides the fact that they're here. They're, they're just the drawings and paintings Aira did of you. They're hmm. very accurate. Hmm. I mean, I think, like, as as human minds do, like, hers is, like, kind of, like, trying to come up with an explanation. Like, oh, maybe Aira actually drew these and, like, tucked them in my bag before I left. <laughs> but then she's like, oh, she was unconscious. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then it's kind of like, well, maybe it was before that. Maybe this was meant to be, like, a nice little surprise. Like... <laughs> Yeah. You know, just, like, trying to make sense of it. 
Yeah, for sure. So you don't stay there very long then. Yeah, no. Yeah. So you travel another couple of hours, and then the trail goes cold. Hmm. Okay, I want to examine this area, see if there's anything I can find. Sounds like sounds like a good idea. Uh, curious, do you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So two d six plus one. Mm-hmm. Ten. Good. Good. <laughs> so you can't pick up the trail. It's like it just vanished. But you do find something else. A mech wreckage. Hmm. It's got ceramic armor on it. Chips of blue glaze. A couple stories tall. Big old hole in the chest. Yikes. Okay. So, a rose mech. Seems like it. Um, <laughs> hmm, okay, um, I'm trying to think about, like, if I can do something with dream blood <laughs> <laughs> to try to figure this out. <laughs> um, can I, like, can I enter my own mind? thinking no (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, (laughs) okay well I think I think Juniper knows enough about the mind to like understand that something is manipulating her senses here and she's either hallucinating or some kind of darker magic is like doing something weird to her brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, and so I think I think really this she's really trying not to panic about that. Um, I think that's really unsettling to her because she's very used to being in control of you know her mind, other people's minds, having that information, you know. Yeah. Um. But, like, she knows that if she panics, she's going to get worse. Because that is how brains tend to work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's also starting to rain. Mm. Okay. You start hearing the rumbling of thunder as well. What do you do next? As you stand looking at Aira's mech. Old one, at least. So, I actually might stay put for a little okay. bit, because I think, um, I think she's figuring, okay, this might be hallucinations going on, especially because the trail went cold, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I might just not be seeing, like, the right stuff, and so mm-hmm. she doesn't want to, like, run and get herself super lost like trying to get away from it mm-hmm. and so I think like I mean I think it takes all of her strength and all of the common sense she has left to like not get the fuck out of there um, mm-hmm. but I 
think she's almost just gonna see if it passes or like. How long do you wait? At least 30 minutes. I mean, I think it's a hard thing to do. I think it's like, it's not easy to like sit there for hours, like knowing or have maybe sensing that you're hallucinating, you know? I think she's mm -hmm. getting real fidgety after like 30 minutes. Yeah. So here's something you notice at the end of 30 minutes of sitting vaguely in the rain, probably under some trees, so not mm -hmm. getting like poured on. Mm -hmm. As you stand up, you feel like a creak in your body as you stand and rust falls from your joints. Yikes. What do you do? <laughs> um... The mech hasn't disappeared. It has not passed. Whatever this is, it is. Okay. Um... Maybe this is, like, a roll? Like, to mm -hmm. see... Um to see if she can endure it without freaking out because I so mean she's kind of you want to stay longer I want to try to stay longer that does sound like endurance to me like an enduring sort of role is so that, that hardy? hardy yeah so 2d6 okay. plus 2 plus 1 oh, plus 1 oh okay alright fair I enough I think right I Hold would on. love for it, for it to be two. No, it's one. It's one. Okay, okay. Eight. I think you can stay as long as you'd like. But? Things are going to keep happening. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, I think she can... I think she can stand it for maybe like another 15 minutes and then she's going to go forward. 15 or 50? 15. 15, okay. <laughs> so 15 minutes pass and as you turn to leave two things happen. Because of the storm it's gotten very dark but across the glade you can see a silhouette between some trees, wave at you, and call out from a distance, you know, hello? And the other thing is you hear that scuttling sound again. What do you do? Is it Aira's voice? No. Okay. Um... I'm gonna approach the figure. I don't know if I'm gonna say anything yet. So as you do, you're stepping out like far more into like the direct rain. And it it stumbles out towards you. And it says again, hello? Can I like see it yet? Can I get close enough to see it? You can. Okay. And as you do, it again goes, hello? And when you shine your light on it, it's a corpse. Gross. Being puppeteered around by its cybernetics. Ugh. So, like, this person had, like, cybernetic legs, uh, 
some of their torso and at least one arm in like a voice box situation. And so like it's non it's not threatening. Like you get up to it and it just keeps stumbling around and just every once in a while just being like, huh, hello. Like just repeating some piece of like audio data. Like just stumbling around in the rain. Yikes. And like the scuttling sound gets louder. Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Simple World was developed by Avery Alder, and Firebrands was developed by D. Vincent Baker. Soundscapes were created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind-the-scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening.